Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. L.A. Gridiron Weekly on a Saturday. Wow. I hope you're uh, having a great Saturday so far, early morning. To a lot of you out here in Los Angeles, everybody out there listening, welcome in to the program, 877-710-ESPN. That is the phone number, 877-710-3776. Saturday, July 24th, as we already have a couple teams already in training camp. Dallas Cowboys, Pittsburgh Steelers, they have reported to camp. Kansas City Chiefs uh, reported today as well. As we know, the Rams will be reporting later in the next couple days, July 27th. Also, the Los Angeles Chargers reporting on the 27th as well as we approach NFL training camps, NFL preseason week number one, August 14th. We got a lot going on. It's about to get busy, real busy, everybody out there listening. So I hope you're driving safe. Hope you, uh, wherever you're listening at, make sure you call into the show talking everything, not just NFL, we're talking a little college football as well. Got a packed show for you, packed show for you. Because the big news of the week, obviously, I want to just drop that in right now. Cam Akers, the injury to the running back for the Los Angeles Rams, torn Achilles. He will be out for the season. So we're going to get a ton of information on that. Top of the hour, though, at 10 o'clock. So I got you. need you guys to hold just for a little bit. Jordan Rodriguez, she's the Rams reporter for The Athletic. She will be coming on LA Gridiron Weekly talking about the ramifications of this Cam Akers injury. Because I want to get your thoughts first before we uh, get to her analysis of the injury to Cam Akers and what this means for the Los Angeles Rams running backs. Should they go get one in free agency? Do they have one on their roster already? We will find out when we talk to Jordan Rodriguez at 10 o'clock and no one better else to talk about the running back position in general. One of my guys, we go all the way back to, I will say Pop Warner, high school, college, NFL, even my teammate in the NFL at one time. Maurice Jones-Drew, the NFL Network Analyst and Rams Radio Color Analyst. He'll join the program at 1030. So we got a packed second hour. This first hour, more so dedicated to you guys. Really dedicated to you out there listening because we have a lot that we need to get to. But I've already set the table. But let's get ready for the opening kickoff. This is LA Gridiron Weekly with Kirk Morrison. And with the flash of the cameras going on. It's time for the opening kickoff. Ah, the opening kickoff brought to you by my Twitter handle, at Kirk Morrison. That's on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison on Instagram. That's where you will find me. That's where I, I love seeing you guys' questions. I love seeing uh, a lot of your opinions. Definitely gets me excited to get to, uh, get up every Saturday morning and do this show. So I'm excited to see what you have to say. Always, any question, there's no wrong questions. There's no bad questions here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly. But I do want to start this show before, like I said, we'll get to the Cam Akers news in a little bit. We got some Aaron Rodgers news we're going to get to. Man, I got some news that can affect USC and UCLA. So we're going to get some college talk in as well. But right now, kind of the thing that's for me, because this is not just locally here in terms of Rams, Chargers. This is more so the NFL COVID mandate policies. And it's over the last couple of days, you're starting to see how the NFL is going to operate its business in 2021. 
The NFL has added an additional COVID-19 vaccination incentive for players, everybody. I want you to listen to this. Threatening forfeits and the loss of game checks if an outbreak occurs on an NFL team among unvaccinated players causes an unresolved disruption in the regular season schedule. So basically, this is what it's saying. If you're not vaccinated and you cause a disruption, if you cause uh, an outbreak within your team, well, guess what? Your team will forfeit. And when you forfeit, I mean, you don't get paid. And they're saying nobody on the team gets paid. Wow, that is a lot to uh, for me to digest for the NFL. The league has encouraged the vaccination for players, but it's not requiring it. Okay, no requirement. The NFL is not requiring players to say, hey, you cannot play unless you're vaccinated. That is not it. That's not what they're saying. But they're incentivizing players to get vaccinated. Okay, they're incentivizing, meaning you have, um, you know, almost as normal of a pre-COVID NFL season as possible if you are vaccinated. Now, Roger Goodell says more than 75% of these NFL players are at least partially vaccinated and more than half that have had um, their player vaccination rates are above 80% right now. So the NFL feels like they're in the, going on the right way. Um, but this forfeiture has really, to me, uh, caused an uproar amongst players coaches we've seen so far now two coaches have opted out of coaching this season one of them being rick dennison dennison is the offensive uh line coach assistant um quarterbacks coach offensive guru no rick long time and he's with the minnesota vikings and because he does not want to take the vaccine he says look i will just walk away from coaching for their season. So we've seen that so far. We've also seen Kyle Popovich. He's a, uh, a a coach with the New England Patriots. He also has now opted out of coaching this season because he does not want to take the vaccine. So you now have two coaches. And remember, there's over 450 plus coaches, maybe more than that in the NFL. But two have already said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I am done. So now you got coaches you have players. This is going to be sort of the story early on in training camp as we get to see all of these teams reporting. And you'll know fairly quickly because it seems to be everyone wants to know what's your status. I think Dak Prescott even talked about it this week because people keep asking, hey, Dak, what are you vaccinated? Are you not? And he has not said one way or another. He will not reveal his vaccination status. And look, and nor should he. He doesn't have to tell people. But obviously, people want to know because we're seeing what's going on in our country, the rise of cases with the Delta variant. And it's to me, how do you feel about this, though? You're you're the consumer. We're all the consumer. We want to watch the NFL. But this, to me, is something that I have not seen before. I've been in arguments all week long because I have friends of mine who are saying, man, the NFL is forcing this. And then there's the other opinion of. If you want to work for the NFL, this is what you have to do. If you don't want to do it, then you don't have to work for the NFL. So there's so many different layers to this, so many different sides to this. I want to hear what you have to say about it. 877-710-ESPN, 
three, seven, seven, six. So this is uh, again, I want to talk about the forfeit, right? If a player who's unvaccinated causes an unresolvable disruption, a team will forfeit a football game. Now, the forfeit would only occur under these circumstances. A game is postponed by requirement of government authorities or medical experts or at the discretion of the commissioner because of ongoing health concerns of an outbreak. The league can't find a suitable date to reschedule within the 18 week framework of a regular season. That also will cause a forfeiture. The original postponement was caused by an outbreak among unvaccinated players of one team. Now I want to make sure I clarify this in a forfeiture. Okay. If a forfeiture occurs, players from, Oh, I forgot to mention this players from both teams, not just one players from both teams will lose their game checks. And the team that suffered the outbreak would be responsible for any shortfall in the league's revenue sharing pool and also will be credited with a loss for the purposes of playoff seeding with the opposing team being credited as a win. So both teams don't get paid. I don't know how that works out with a salary cap. I know some guys get paid a lot of money per game, but to lose out on not only a paycheck for the game on both teams, but then to also get a loss in the win loss column and the team also get a win. (laughs) There is a lot to talk about here. A lot of this was courtesy of my guy, Tom Pelissero, who's with the NFL network as well. This is where the NFL is heading. If you're not ready for it, this is what is going to occur. We'll find out early on as training camps are underway. We'll get some of the protocols. What are players thinking? What are coaches thinking? As we sort of iron out the kinks a little bit, let's be real. This isn't something that the NFL is, you know, basically putting their foot down. This is NFL is trying to figure this thing out. How do we get an 18-week, 17-game schedule completed? How do we... On February 13th, 2022, at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, Inglewood, California, how do we have a completion of our season on February 13th? That's what the NFL is hoping, and now you're starting to see what the protocols will be in line, in place for this particular season. So we're going to have some sound. I want you to hear from uh, Adam Schefter. I got Jeff Darlington. I got a lot of guys who spoke out about these new NFL COVID policies and what this may mean for your team, in particular, the Rams and Chargers here in Los Angeles. Like I said, so much to get to on this program today. Excited to be with you as always. 877-710-ESPN is the phone number. 877 710-710. 7103776 more LA Gridiron Weekly coming up next. Welcome back LA Gridiron Weekly 877710 ESPN the phone number 8777103776 we started talking about the uh, COVID vaccine and the NFL policies behind their vaccination um players must Uh, If you're vaccinated, there's incentives um, for players. If you're not vaccinated, the unvaccinated players, NFL is now talking about threatening forfeits for teams that have outbreaks due to 
unvaccinated players. Before we get to the phone lines here, I want to go hit, hit a, a couple of sounds this week because Adam Schefter, we know, the NFL insider for ESPN, he sort of broke it down a little bit. Here's what Adam Schefter had to say about the NFL and unvaccinated players. Well, I think it'll be similar to last year, and you're hearing about how vaccinated players will not be tested as frequently as the unvaccinated players who are going to have to go through many of the same measures that they did last year. And so, again, this is still all unfolding now. Yeah, <laughs> this is what it is. It's what's what it's going to be this season. It is still unfolding. That's a great way of saying it there, Adam, that this is still unfolding. This is going to be a process, a work in progress. This not, And nothing is set in stone. The NFL is writing this in pencil, by the way, because they can erase, they can adjust. That's the way they did it last year. They got a season completed and a Super Bowl played. I think it'll be the same thing this year as well. But Myra Metcalf, one of my guys, ESPN host, college basketball analyst, he was on Shanae and Golick Jr. This is what he had to say, which kind of sounds a lot like me as well. Here's Myra. They can't mandate anything, but this is as close as you can get. Uh, everyone can make the vaccine political if they want. This is a business thing. At the end of the day, you got to make a business decision because if you forfeit a game, that's a game check, not just you, but also the opposing team. I, there will be fights, Mike. I guarantee. Like this is a different level because now you're messing with people's money, and I think that's going to change the tone of the conversation internally in these locker rooms going forward. Yeah, that was Myron Metcalf earlier this week on uh, Shanae and Golick Jr. Myron is 100% correct. And I've been preaching this to a lot of people who have called me, reached out. I've been on a couple of different programs and people keep asking me, man, what's up with this vaccine? If you were a player, would you be a vaccinated player, unvaccinated player? You know, and the NFL was forcing this on you. And that's just basically what Myra said there. This is a business decision. This ain't about politics. It's not about politics. This is about the NFL bottom line of how do we complete a season? How do we play? We had some losses last year because of no fans and games possibly being postponed. Now, they got all the games in, but it was a stretch. It was a fear that we weren't going to get all those games played last year. The NFL found a way. They don't want to go through that this year. They don't want to go through having to find ways to play a game. Remember, we had a game last year in the season of 2020. Remember we had a game in on every day of the week? <laughs> like the NFL had a game played on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They don't want to do that this year. They want to keep this schedule in place. And so Jeff Darlington, uh, our NFL insider for ESPN as well, he had some thoughts on here about these. the NFL forfeiting games would be sort of what they were thinking about doing last year if needed. I would say that the NFL got exactly the reaction they want. The NFLPA, meanwhile, the Players Association, pointing out to its membership that, by the way, that's exactly what the policy was last year, that it was collectively bargained that players, if they had to wind up forfeiting games, would lose game checks. So this does feel like powerful language by the NFL, and it is by all means perhaps that, but this also... Uh, was the situation that the league was under last year. They still managed to get a 17-game season without having to extend into an 18th week. They also, by the way, now have, as you saw, 32 teams with more than 50% of a vaccination rate, 80% partially vaccinated. So while this is very important news, I think teams that I've spoken to, GMs that I've talked to, are stepping back saying that actually this is pretty consistent with where we're at. It feels big. But really, this is just more incentive or perhaps decentive 
to try to get players to just get vaccinated. Yeah, that was Jeff Darlington there earlier this week on SportsCenter. But this was actually language from last year. And people find, you know, you, you forgot about it last year because there were so many different outbreaks and there was no vaccine. But this was in line with last year. But the NFL did its best, and kudos to the NFL and the teams for allowing postponements, allowing rescheduling, allowing the schedule to play out and be fixed and adjusted. And the NFL got all its games in. No games were forfeited. No game checks were lost. And the NFL, you know, applaud them, pat on the back for both sides, NFL and the NFL PA. This year may be a little bit more difficult. And so now the language that was in place in last year, last year when they signed the CBA, is now being brought up again. But now because that there is a situation that a vaccination is available and what may happen if a player is not vaccinated, now you're seeing what possibly could have happened last year, but now it could most definitely happen this year, man. 877-710 ESPN is a phone number, 877-710-3776. Let's go out to a, uh, to the phone line. Let's go to La Habra. My guy, Steve, man. Steve, in La Habra, you're on LA Gridiron Weekly. What's going on, Steve? What's up, buddy? You know, I got to say, and again, I'm not going to get a political. I agree with the rule, but I don't agree with the opposing team getting penalized. Let's just say week one, um, somebody on the Bears – um, can't uh, they can't play the game because they didn't get vaccinated. Or say Russell Wilson, you know, uh, the Rams and the Seahawks can't play because Wilson, you know, caught COVID. How do you think Aaron Donald's going to feel that he's missing a, a paycheck? Or even a guy like Greg Gaines, you know, when they see Russell Wilson next time, he better be very careful because if you're taking money out of another guy's pocket, they're going to be coming at you. And also just one quick thing is, Again, I think it's unfair, and what should happen is let's just say the Seahawks have to forfeit a game against the Rams. The Seahawks' ownership should have to pay the Rams' salaries. That'll really get people vaccinated. And also, too, you saw, like, in L.A. County, you know, uh, things are just going up, and who is it? It's the unvaccinated and mostly in the brown and black communities. You know, people just need to get vaccinated, and let's play this NFL season. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it, Steve. This is an NFL issue. It is. It's not political. Uh, the NFL is saying, look, this is how we're going to operate our business this year. And I know people are going to say, well, people should have the freedom. People, This is the NFL's league. Okay? This is their business. If you want to be a part of their business, here's the rules. Here's the protocols. Trust me. I may not like some of them. I may not like any of them. But if I want to be an employee... I have to adhere to those rules. I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can to make sure that my team, my organization, we're all in line and in compliance with what's going on. I don't want to be that guy. And right now the NFL is kind of singling the guys who have a little bit of status and are kind of flexing their muscle a little bit. Yeah, they, they, they've they got their chest poked out, but it's going to be hard, hard for a team to have unvaccinated players be out there that test positive and look what happens an outbreak. And look, we're just talking about an outbreak or a postponement. A guy could test positive and they immediately go into the protocol. And if he goes into protocol, that guy's out of the game. Not saying if once person, a person tests positive, everything shuts down. No, they said that if there is an outbreak, so there's still some layers to this. It's not just all about, Oh wow. He tested positive. 
you're going to lose a game. No, there are some protocols in place. We saw it last year, but it's a lot for the NFL to try to repeat what they did a year ago. Very difficult. Let's go back out to uh, the phone line. Let's go to Los Angeles right here in Los Angeles. Wayne, you're on L.A. Gridiron Weekly. What's going on, Wayne? Good morning, Kirk, my man. I love talking to you every Saturday morning, every Saturday morning brother. Thank you. Oh, hey, let me get right to it. Look here, Kirk. You know, as well as um, anybody else, it's a privilege to play in the NFL. You don't have a right. If you draft it, it's not like the military draft. If you get drafted in the military, yeah, you got to go in the military. You get drafted by the NFL, man, you can go work for all state insurance and just say, bump y'all, I don't want to play football. Now, it's like this. The Delta variant is more serious than the original COVID. Now being, not only are you putting people's money uh, in jeopardy, you're putting people's lives in even more jeopardy because the virus is more serious. Now I say when I heard Cole Beasley say his little spiel, I'm like, okay, cool. That's 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 you, that's you. And then I heard D House say, you know, I might have to retire. Well, I'm like this. Look, man, two wide receivers. If you guys don't play this year, the NFL is going to be just fine without without y'all because the NFL is the NFL, and that that means like it's looking for the next guy, the next guy. It's like when a man gets hurt, Kurt, and you know this. If a man get hurt, gets hurt, hey, everybody got a backup. Now, he may, he may not be as good as Aaron Rodgers as a backup, but he's still the backup, and he's still getting paid. So, you know, the fans are still going to say, yeah, 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 we're going to, you know, root for you because you're the backup. You know, you're a home team player, so we're still going to support you. But the bottom line is, Kurt, and I say this, man, you don't have to play if you don't want to play, but the mm-hmm. thing is, it's great that the NFL put it down like this. Yeah. Not only are you going to mess with your money, you're going to mess with another man's money. And, Kurt, you know, man, you don't mess with another man's money. <laughs> I love your show, brother. I love you, and have a great Saturday. Thank oh, you Oh, so man, much. appreciate <laughs> it, man. You have a great Saturday, too, Wayne. Love you, man. Appreciate the phone call, as always. Look, Jermichael Finley uh, was a former tight end with the Green Bay Packers. He was on Freddie and Fitz this week. He had some interesting comments. I kind of want to rebut a little bit. Here's Jermichael Finley on Freddie and Fitz this week. It's a spade of spade here. I think it's going to have to be a combination of the both, man. Smith, big-time NFL players, uh, and everyone's going to have to come together and make a solution, man, because if, 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 as long as I've been watching the NFL and been in the NFL and working with them guys, and it's always conflict at the beginning of the season and pretty much since I've been living and ever since I've been watching football, I think the NFL has to put their pride to the side and, and let these players and, and guys like be grown men are, are, I think that, I don't know, man. I think the NFL, they, they, it's one of those things where I'm bigger than you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Jermichael Finley, I'm sorry. The NFL is always going to be bigger than you. It's always going to be bigger than its stars. That shield is a powerful shield. 345 Park Avenue in New York, it's a powerful place. Powerful. Because the NFL keeps on going. That's the one thing that that a lot of players, I I went through this. You get drafted. 
You're out there playing. You're practicing. Oh, man, the team loves me. I'm starting linebacker or receiver or quarterback, running back, whatever it may be. You feel invincible. Then all of a sudden you get hurt or the guy behind you starts playing better or you get traded or you get released. And you realize the NFL is a machine. It's next man up. It's keep the party going. It doesn't stop. You don't make up the NFL. Remember, we thought that, oh, man, what are we going to do? Paid Manning's retired. And I can tell you right now, the NFL probably is at his best right now in terms of the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Tom Brady is literally on the 18th green of his career in the NFL. Now, he may have a couple playoff holes because he keeps extending the golf course. But Tom Brady is at the end of his career. And yet you have the Aaron Rodgers still around. Right, the new up and coming Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen's, right? Oh, you just drafted look Kyler Murray now coming into his own. Think about the guys who just drafted this new class with the Trey Lance and Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Like the NFL is going to keep on going. So when you say it has to worry about its stars or the the NFL thinks it's bigger, because it is. <laughs> And for those people who are just saying, well, the guys who aren't vaccinated, they need to, uh, the NFL needs to do, look, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. Just there are risks and consequences for what you're doing. And then also, too, just realize if you don't want to play in the NFL because of its rules and protocols, you don't have to play. (laughs) You don't have to play. You go somewhere else and play. But I tell you this, ain't no other league paying like the NFL. Ain't no no ain't no other league got the notoriety of the NFL. So if you feel that strongly about it, take your ball and go somewhere else. Cause I'll tell you about this. The NFL, it's gonna keep on rolling. It's gonna keep on moving. That's the way the game is. I even throw it like this. Remember when Tony Romo got injured? In a preseason game, we said, oh, man, the Dallas Cowboys, what is going to happen? All of a sudden, a kid by the name of Dak Prescott takes over at quarterback after the second-string quarterback hurt his ankle in practice. Dak Prescott was the third guy. Next thing you know, he's the franchise quarterback a couple years later for the Dallas Cowboys. If you don't think that the NFL always is going to have star after star after star because there's a next upcoming star from college – coming right up, right behind you. So, woo, a lot to get to again here still. We still got a lot going on. Look, 10 a.m., I mentioned it. We got Jordan Rodriguez. She's the Rams reporter for The Athletic. We're going to be talking that Cam Akers injury. I don't know if you guys heard heard about it. What do you think about it? We're going to discuss that Cam Akers injury next. I want to get off the COVID subject just for a little bit. We still got to talk about what USC and UCLA may see some uh, some expansion in the near future. I want to get to that as well. And our weekly update on the days of our lives um, as the world turns, the soap opera that is of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. But it's now a new character has arrived in the saga. Devontae Adams. We'll get to all of that coming up next here on LA Gridiron Weekly on 710 ESPN. 877 710 ESPN 877 710 
3776. We're talking about the NFL. It's COVID protocols and how this season is going to play out for the vaccinated players, the unvaccinated players. I know Patrick Mahomes, uh, the Chiefs, they reported today. Travis Kelsey is one of their players. He is promoting the COVID vaccine, uh, one of the outstanding tight ends in the league. And even Patrick Mahomes talked about it on SportsCenter. Here's Patrick Mahomes talking about the vaccine. It's your choice. Do whatever you think's best for you and your family. Um, I don't you let it become a distraction. We kind of go about business as we're trying to do whatever we can to win. And if, if, you're, if you're not vaccinated, um, just try to just be smart, wear your mask, uh, try to limit your interactions with other people. Yeah, so Patrick Mahomes speaking on it as well. We've seen this around, you know, there's Matthew Judon, Patriots linebacker, saying the NFLPA is not doing a good job because of them allowing this, but this actually is in writing from last year. This is actually already in. Uh, it also affects, uh, well, not affects, but one person in particular that has some impact on the NFC West, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. He had this tweet about it since been deleted, but he tweeted this, and I quote, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. Hopkins also cited in another since deleted post, his girlfriend's brother, who the whiteout says got the vaccine and had heart problems right after. So he is saying someone close to him had the vaccine, didn't go so well. And now he's uh, saying that he's not thinking about the vaccine, right? Taking it right now. This, but this tweet has been since deleted. So this is a lot that's still going on. We're monitoring the situation um, as you know, it continues to uh, to take, I guess, more and more importance as the season gets closer. But I wanted to get to um, the Green Bay Packers, right? Because it's an ongoing saga of Devontae Adams now. Oh, sorry. The ongoing saga of Aaron Rodgers. But now enter Devontae Adams in this situation. We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. We don't know. But Aaron Rodgers hasn't made a decision on what he's going to do. Now, a lot of people, uh, especially people who are – into wagering. <laughs> uh, the people down in Vegas, different betting sites, gambling sites have taken the Green Bay Packers over under win total for 2021, have taken them off the books. <laughs> if you don't think this Aaron Rodgers situation is real, when Vegas takes games or players or uh, situations like this, you know, win totals off the board because of a player, it's real. And the latest is that the rumors of possible retirement by Aaron Rodgers. That's the word out around the National Football League. Retirement by Aaron Rodgers is strongly is possible. And so now when you think about what could happen to the NFC now with no Aaron Rodgers, if you're a Rams fan, you get really excited if you're a Chargers fan, you got to be kind of shaking a little bit because they may be forcing a trade. And right now, we think the best trade partner is the Denver Broncos. So now enter Aaron Rodgers into the AFC West. How crazy would that be? But Devontae Adams, wide receiver, uh, former Fresno State Bulldog, by the way, 
um, has he tweeted out a picture, and it was a picture of Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Aaron Rodgers also tweeted or Instagrammed out the picture. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Now, for all those people who are like, why would what's the meaning of that picture? Well, we know during 2020, one of the most watched television shows or documentaries uh, or sports programming there was in 2020 was The Last Dance, the documentary 30 for 30 on the Chicago Bulls, but more so Michael Jordan. Us getting to see behind the scenes footage of the Bulls and that run that they had, that final, the second uh, three-peat, you know, the, the final championship of the second three-peat. And if they're saying last dance, this is an encrypted tweet of the last dance, maybe between with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers or even Devontae Adams, who will be a free agent after the season. This is a free agent year for Devontae Adams. And the talk now in Green Bay is that the the contract negotiations for one Devontae Adams have now stalled. They are now um, at a difference, and now it seems to be, it says heated. Now, these are just rumors. This is just reports. Now, it's heated, and he just wants to play football now and no longer wants to negotiate. So now you possibly could have two of the best players at their position in the NFL available for trade or at least in free agency come next year. So there's a lot to get to that because there are a lot of teams who would love to have a Devontae Adams, who would love to have an Aaron Rodgers. And, man, just to think about how crazy it is. And I'm going to Packers camp. I'll be there in a couple weeks. I can't wait. NFL training camps. I'm going to cra- I'm going on a training camp tour. Can't wait to visit some training camps. I couldn't do it last year. I'll do it this year and make sure you you know give you guys the lowdown of what I saw, players to watch. So I'm taking tabs and notes and all that stuff, and I'll give you all my uh, my info, especially for my fantasy football folks. Try to help you guys out as well. I want to get to this piece of news before we start. Um, you know, moving over to Cam Akers. Uh, the Rams running back out for the year with an Achilles injury. We got some sound from Sean McVay and, you know, how he's going to handle this situation. So there's a lot we're going to get to. I want to hold off just for a second because we have at the top of the hour, Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletics. She's a Rams beat reporter. We'll get her takes on everything that's been happening this week on the Rams in terms of uh, just a, an injury that we just did not see coming. Um, the Rams definitely didn't see coming. And now how they'll adjust their plans. But this week, too, uh, UCLA, USC, just kind of hanging in the weeds. They're relaxing, getting ready for uh, training camp or uh, in college football, they call it fall camp. Um, But they're getting ready for fall camp. And you look around and right now all of the college football conferences are having what they're having their media days media days is just basically you go up you talk about oh we've been doing this all off season i participated in two media days um as the captain of my football team at san diego state 
Uh, they basically send you out. And for me, it was a trip to Las Vegas for two. So I had a free trip to Vegas for two, uh, two years in a row. They put you up in this great hotel, um, you know, free food and dining and, you know, you visit the city. So I went to go play golf with the commission. It was great. I mean, great time. Trust me. I have always loved going to these, uh, events, but you do probably, I would say, over a hundred interviews in like two days. So you're saying the same thing over and over. How are you guys going to be? Oh man, we're confident. We're going to go in. We're going to play good football. And you know, but guys are working hard all off season, man. And you know, I know this is a, you know, a new coach or, you know, new quarterback, but we got full confidence. Watch them all. I mean, it's the same thing over and over and over again. But this week, Oklahoma and Texas, the university of Oklahoma, and University of Texas are said to be leaving the Big 12 to enter the SEC. So let me get this, let me make sure I said it right. Oklahoma and Texas saying they're done with the Big 12. They're trying to go to the SEC. Now you talking about we talk about these super teams in the NBA, right? A big three. So you bring Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC. Man, the SEC is the best conference in the country. It already is, but now you add those two? Come on, man. I'm watching. I'm signing up for that every week. Every week I'm watching SEC football. So, but how does this, like, where does UCLA and USC fall into this? Well, if Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12, what about the other members of the Big 12? And it's always funny to me when we say the Big 12, but yet it's only 10 teams, by the way. (laughs) So the Big 12 will go to the Big 8 because they only have eight teams. So, yeah, it's it's always one of the funny things I always love seeing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And same thing with the Big 10, even though there's more than 10 teams in the Big 10. I don't let's let's make sure we get the numbers right. People get the numbers right anyway. But could this be expansion of the Pac-12? Could the Pac-12 and the Big 12, what's left of it, form a super conference? Now, more eyeballs, more opportunities for the UCLA's, USC's, and the Pac-12 in general to do what? Get more eyeballs, more opportunity to get to the playoff or an expanded playoff, which we think is coming. So could the Pac-12 expand? UCLA, USC, we know Los Angeles, big TV market. This helps. This helps the Pac-12. It's a lot. So I'm keeping my eyes on that, too. So that's the college football aspect of what's going on, everybody. What do you think about this? The expansion, possibly, of the Pac-12 because of Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. I still can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying it. But that is what What's being said? So we want to monitor that over the next couple of days. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Rams running back Cam Akers tore his Achilles tendon. He will be out for the season. He's out for the season before it even started. Coming up next, we'll hear some sound from Sean McVay. And we'll get into what happened and what's next for the Rams. Coming up here on L.A. Gridiron Weekly on 710 
ESPN. Back here on LA Gridiron Weekly, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Make sure you give me a follow on Instagram, on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison. Your questions, your thoughts, I'm reading them all. i got a couple tweets I'll get to in just a second. You can also hit me up on Instagram as well. Don't look at my golf game from this morning. It was not good, but a nice little pretty picture. My guy's over at the uh, Rancho Park uh, par three course, my guy, Mr. Lewis. Always great to see him this morning. But uh, let me get a little breaking news sounder, by the way. Let me get some of that. Mm, breaking news. I know we've been talking about the COVID protocols of the NFL earlier this morning. Um, and I know we're shifting to the Cam Akers news of the Rams, but the NFL did just release the, a memo uh, just recently. NFL players who aren't vaccinated will be monitored for compliance with mask rules and other restrictions that don't apply to vaccinated players. And every time an unvaccinated player breaks a COVID-19 protocol, that player will be fined. An unvaccinated player will be fined if they break protocol. The standard fine for this violation, $14,600. $50 for a violation of the COVID-19 protocols. And earlier this morning, people were looking at Bruce Arians. He's the head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Coach Arians said, yeah, you know, guys who are, um, you know, break the COVID-19 protocols and are not vaccinated, they'll be fined, you know, $14,000. And everyone is saying, whoa, what is going on? How is he able to do that? That should be an NFL thing. I mean, a team can't find somebody 15000 And so what Coach Bruce Arians was referring to was the memo that was just released by the NFL. Obviously, the teams must have got it this morning. And now the NFL has released its uh, now memo to everyone that a standard fine for a non-vaccinated player, okay, a standard fine for a non-vaccinated player who was in violation of the COVID-19 protocols, $14,650. Woo! Man, man, oh, man. Buckle up, everybody. This is going to be an interesting NFL season. And as we move over to Los Angeles, it's been an interesting Whew, I guess off season so far or leading up to this training camp for the Los Angeles Rams. This week, Rams found out early this week on Monday, I believe that Cam Akers running back, second year running back out of Florida State, guy who really came into his own last year, 625 yards rushing a year ago, 561 rushing yards, three touchdowns over the last couple months of the season as he was finally fully healthy. Remember, he had a rib injury after starting the first game unexpectedly. Hurt his rib in week two, and so he slowly gained confidence and got back into the flow of the season, and he had played his best football toward the end of his rookie year and was primed for a big, big sophomore year two season in the NFL. Cam Akers won't be playing in 2021. Um, He tore his Achilles tendon, and Sean McVay, his head coach, here's what he had to say. Here's Sean McVay's first reaction to hearing the news of Cam Akers tearing his Achilles tendon. The first thing is is you just feel so bad for him because he's doing everything right. He's working hard. 
I think he was really put in a good position, you know, based on the way he finished and how strong and how much confidence he built based on the production he had and just the consistency that he approached every single day with. And it's a bummer, but, uh, you know, you put your arm around him, you support him. I know he's going to attack the rehab the right way, and then it gives guys an opportunity to step up in his absence. Yeah, that was Sean McVay on first hearing what happened. I mean, his first reactions to hearing the injury to Cam Makers. He mentioned it there. Um, you just put your arms around and you give him a big hug. Um, I, and you have to. I mean, here's a young guy, second year in the league, and just a bright spot, man. When you're around these players, and I'm lucky enough to be around a lot of these NFL players, but a guy like Cam Akers, you, you, you see just the youthful joy and enthusiasm, what football should be, right? It takes you back to high school, my pop Warner day for sure, that guys who just love the game, they want to play, and they have that big smile, and you see that innocence, man. That's who Cam Akers was, and you know, right now won't be playing this season, so you definitely have to keep his spirits up. He's going to look a full season of just watching his teammates as he prepares to get ready for the 2022 season. Sean McVay realizes that this is a big loss uh, to not only his team, but also to his offense. Here's Sean McVay. The most transformative time in college athletics is upon us. This is another example that there's going to be an evolution. Again, we love our position with where we are in the SEC in the state of Texas. We want oh, to maintain that. Was the Big that. Twelve. So sorry about that. We were talking about the Sean McVay on Cam Akers, uh, a big loss. Uh, let's go to uh, yeah. Here you go the Sean McVay sound. Where the Rams? How will they find a replacement for Cam Akers, or do they look for a replacement? Here's Sean McVay. I think uh, I think you want to take a step back. I think the the immediacy of it is your your first inclination is okay. Who do we have to to replace it? And then what you do feel good about is we've got some young depth on the roster, and it'll earn guys an opportunity to really see all right how do they handle a little bit more of a workload? How are they able to handle some competitive opportunities we'll have, whether it be in the preseason or practicing against the Cowboys and the Raiders? And so we've got some young backs on our roster that I'm intrigued about seeing how they handle this opportunity. I don't know that the veteran route is something that we would rule out, but it's not something that we're immediately looking to address right now, you know, with it just occurring yesterday to Cam. Yeah, that was Sean McVay just saying right now the Rams aren't looking for a replacement just yet. And, look, they have a stacked roster. So Daryl Henderson, who's going into his third season, uh, sort of was the guy that a lot of people thought was going to replace Todd Gurley at some point, but didn't. <laughs> I don't know what happened. They drafted, obviously, Cam Akers last year, and Cam Akers became that guy for the Rams. But Daryl Henderson's been there, and he's played well in his times out there on the field. He actually was the Rams' second-leading rusher behind Cam Akers by only 10 yards. He missed out by 10 yards on leading the Rams in rushing. So not only do the Rams have Daryl Henderson who can step in and be that lead back, who I think they're going to give him all chances, right? He's going to get the first crack at it. But behind him is Xavier Jones, uh, undrafted free agent, who I had the chance to cover over at SMU, all right, for Sonny Dykes in that SMU Mustangs program, outstanding running back. I want to see what he can do in his extended play. He was brought up to the roster last year, but did not get an opportunity to get a couple carries or anything like that. Uh, Raymond Calais, all right, another guy, big name, fast kid. Um, didn't see it much time last year. He was just a rookie, undrafted rookie. Um, I mean, sorry, a late-round draft pick um, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember, their roster got really full. And so they went out and got Leonard Fournette. And when Leonard Fournette was available, Raymond Calais became expendable. And remember, the Rams also drafted Jake Funk, 
right? The running back out of Maryland. So a lot of youth, not a lot of experience, but that's where I see the Rams possibly going early on in training camp, all right? early on and seeing what these guys can do. Because Daryl Henderson, I believe he can be the league back. He can be the league dog. I, I don't have uh, no. I, there's. I think he can do it. Now I don't know if he can carry the load in terms of doing 20 carries a game and what he's doing out of back. Can his body hold that? Because to me, he's been a great supplemental piece. Not necessarily your number one guy, but he can be a guy who can share the load. And so could that be where the Rams go? Uh, in this scenario, I've always looked to the San Francisco 49ers and their run to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. How many running backs did they have? It was like four or five guys. You remember that? It was Tevin Coleman. It was Matt Breida. It was Raheem Mostert. It was Jeff Wilson, right? Jarek McK- I mean, they had all of these different backs. <laughs> and I'm like, is that the way to go? Could the Rams just simply go running back by platoon, really? Running back by committee. Everybody will play a role or will they scour the NFL and you start hearing some names, the big names everybody hears, right? Oh, Adrian Peterson, Duke Johnson, LaShawn McCoy, Le'Veon Bell. But I did some research and I looked around. Go look at the Houston Texans roster. That's my homework for you guys out there listening today. Go look at the Houston Texans roster, by the way. Got a bunch of guys over there. Got Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram. All right. You have uh, Rex Burkhead. Now you get a guy who's played with Tom Brady's, won Super Bowls, can be your second, third down back, do some things out of the backfield, obviously can pass protect. So there are some guys on that roster for Houston that I don't necessarily see, you know, it's a crowded backfield and they can't keep all of them. So the Rams could sit back, they can scour all teams and see what teams are uh, are going to make some cuts, and the Rams can move from there if they need to go a veteran route. So put it like this, the Rams preseason games, oh, they matter. They're going to matter because they got to find out what they have at the running back position. So, yes, there is a reason to watch preseason football if you're a Rams fan. They got to find a running back. <laughs> or they got to make sure the guy behind at least Daryl Henderson, who I think will be the starter starting off, probably won't see him get a lot of carries, but the guys behind him, oh, yeah, we're going to find out real quick what the Rams have on their roster. That's my assessment of the whole situation with Cam Akers, someone who has a better assessment than I do. Can't wait to hear what she has to say. She's Jordan Rodriguez. She's the Rams B reporter for The Athletic. Hear what she has to say. Her analysis on what has happened to the Rams offense. What does Cam Makers do from here? And just some storylines heading to the 2021 Rams training camp. So Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic. She joins LA Gridiron Weekly coming up next here on 710 ESPN.